Welcome to Running Wit from Fat to Finish Line. From Fat to Finish Line is a tribe of runners of all shapes and sizes who support each other in reaching their fitness, running, and weight loss goals. Here are your hosts. Hi, I'm Coach Rick Akey. And I'm Jen Rowe. Each week, we're going to bring you stories from the pavement or the treadmill about running for all shapes and sizes. And whether it's us sharing our personal victories and stumbles or just chatting with some of our favorite running friends. We're here to let you know the struggle is real and you're not alone. So stick around. You might just learn something. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Running With From Fat to Finish Line podcast. I'm your host, Rick Akey. And I'm co-founder of From Fat to Finish Line, Jen Rowe. And we are really, really excited to be with you today. And we are so thrilled to introduce to you one of our original tribe members and our very first guest on the show. First um, guest. Woo! <laughs> so this is a, a gal who's really uh, near and dear to my heart. I've had the privilege of uh, crossing many a finish line with her. She's a wife, a mother, a crossfitter, and a badass runner from Ohio. And she is Sarah Ward. Welcome. Woo! Hey, guys. I'm so excited. Hi, We're Sarah. Hi. Thrilled, thrilled, thrilled for you to be here today. And Thanks uh, for joining us. Yes, this is going to be thanks awesome. Thanks for having me. We uh, we wanted to have you on because, like I said, you were one of the the OG members of the tribe and uh, really one of the people who inspired us to even start this group. Uh, very early on, we got a message from you to our film page and you sent something and I think you started a dialogue with Rick. So before you go into that story, tell us a little bit about yourself and then tell us about how you kind of connected with From Fat to Finish Line. Sure. Okay, so... I don't know, like right around the time that you guys were getting ready to do the Ragnar, I had a friend who posted Katie's blog on Katie Pinterest. Foster. Mm-hmm. Katie Foster, yes. Mm-hmm. And um, I was like, oh, that kind of looks like something that I would be interested in. And so I clicked on it and I read her whole background and she started talking about, you know, going to this Ragnar thing. I had no idea what Ragnar was. I wasn't a runner. I mean, nothing I'd ever heard of before, but it sounded really cool, like, meeting up with all these people and doing this race and just reading her background. I was like, I could, I could maybe be a runner. And, um, up and before so, that, Sarah, I'm sorry to, um, oh, had sorry. you already been running a little bit or had you no, been just thinking about it? Just thinking about it. I think maybe I was even still pregnant at the time. So I totally wasn't <laughs> running. So at the time but, you're reading this, you have not run a step. You're reading right. Katie's description of running a Ragnar and you're like, I could do that. Right. This sounds awesome. Uh, (laughs) Where can I sign up? Yeah. (laughs) That is awesome. Yeah. So I kind of had this idea in the back of my mind. Okay. This, this gal used to be, you know, overweight and lost weight while running. Why couldn't that be my story? Yay. Yeah. Right. And so I had my son in March and after that, I was like, okay, where do I start? <laughs> and awesome. that became kind of the jumping off point for how can I be this girl? Wow. That's great. <laughs> awesome. Okay. So you got out there and you started to do some running. Mm-hmm. Oh, and tell so us a little found... bit about so like the early days of, yeah, of, I... of running for you. Okay. So I had, I had no idea what I was doing. Um, and I found a training plan on it was like Cleveland Clinic's website or something. Um, And it was a Jeff Galloway plan. And I 
that name meant zero to me. But I was like, this seems doable. It was like, for two weeks, run 20 seconds and walk 40 seconds for like a half hour. I was like, I, I can run for 20 seconds. And then each week it bumped up. So it seemed very doable to me. And so at the time we kind of lived out in a very rural area. And so I had about a quarter mile lane that I would just run down to the big road and run back and down and back. And I got myself to the point where I was ready to like sign up for that 5k that I was training for, but I was super nervous. I had no idea even how to find a race. I didn't even think there would be a race around me. So I Googled 5k in Columbus, Ohio, which is like an hour and a half away. I thought I had to drive that far just to run a 5k. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, I literally, I mean, I had no idea what I was doing. <laughs> mm-hmm. and well, but so, the, um, I love how you're just, you're, you're using your resources. You're stumbling across things on the internet. I mean, if you're going to stumble across a running plan, Jeff Galloway, you could do a lot worse. It's so, right. so you're, so you're, you're now Googling around looking for a 5k. Right. And so I found a color run, which appealed to me because there was no clock. <laughs> and I didn't want to be timed because I knew like, I'm not, I mean, I, I'm not fast. And I definitely knew at that point I wasn't fast. And I didn't want to like have that pressure of a clock running. And I also knew that it was supposed to be just like a fun, non-competitive environment, which is exactly what I wanted because I knew that this was not an arena where I could be a competitor against other people. I was really nervous that everything was going to be like some, I'm going to be everybody mentality. And I didn't want to be in that and then be the loser. Right, Sarah, I mean, just to say to everybody, that's a fantastic idea. What great insight that is to say to yourself, you know, I want to have fun with this. How many of us go into it and we have all of this pressure on ourselves, whether or not there's a clock or not. So that's great advice for anybody who's considering a first 5k, like, maybe go for a color run, do something fun, have something without a clock on it. If you're going to look like a unicorn at the end, how much pressure really could there be, right? It's right. just a good time. And right. there's and a, just- there's a, now a fair number of runs like that out there. The color run, for example, is a themed run all over the country where you are going to run a 5k and run is even optional. I've been to plenty of those where people show up and don't run a step. They're out there mm-hmm. to walk three miles for their health. And there is no clock. There's no competition to it. And there are a number of other franchised runs like that out there now. And I think the whole point of them, in addition to being fun, is to increase the number of people who feel like they could take on a sport like running. By taking away that competitive element, it pulls more people in and just makes it a fun activity. So, Sarah, so you you show up to your color run, right? Mm -hmm. Is that And what happened? Well, first of all, I was not going to go by myself, so I was super afraid to do that. And I didn't know anybody around me who was a runner except for a friend that I went to high school with who had moved to Columbus. And he actually had been like an overweight guy all through school and had gone up and started eating healthy and running and had lost a bunch of weight. And so (laughs) I had messaged him and like, hey, will you please do this run with me? I was so overwhelmed at going up there and doing something like Mm -hmm. that on my own and so I had him with me um and he had done races before so it was no big deal to him and he, he was great he stayed with me the whole time like we talked the whole time so the experience was phenomenal and I was so happy to have somebody who I felt I could lean on 
in that moment who knew the world of running a little more than I did, knew how to like even getting to the starting line. I am a worrier. I'll worry about every little tiny detail a little bit. And I was like, where do I park? Where do I go? And so, you know, having that person who knew <laughs> I hear that. how to navigate a race. <laughs> mm-hmm. well, how nice to have, um, have that friend who was able to do that for you and stick with you and make it into a pleasant experience for you. That's wonderful. Right. That was a game changer for me was having that person who helped me get through that. Because like I said, I don't know that I would have gone on my own. Now I have no problem going to things on my own, but like. That first time, I don't know that I ever would have went. And so to have found somebody to hold my hand through the, that first process. That's huge. Was nice. Yeah. yeah. So would it feel like when you cross the finish line for the first time? Elated. I don't know very many other times that I've felt so proud of myself. Wow. And so amazed and like, I can do anything. That's exactly how I felt in that moment. I love awesome. that. I can do anything. That's great. That's fantastic. That's exactly what you're supposed to feel like when you cross your first finish line. So that's amazing. One story, Sarah, I would love for you to tell is pretty much the place that you and I first bumped into each other online. As I recall, early on, before we even had a group online, we just had the movie fan page before the movie came out. And I believe you'd sent in a a message that, that caught my attention. Can you remind me what that was about? Uh, Sure. So this is when I was training for that first 5k and I was just starting to run and I was noticing some um, odd sounds coming from my body as I was running that I was becoming very gassy and I was concerned about farting in front of all (laughs) these other people running. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I believe I messaged you on the movie page about is this normal And Mm -hmm. are other people going to notice kind of thing? So I was very concerned about like farting during this race. (laughs) And what I loved, what what, what I loved about the question was it was just so honest. It was, you didn't try to couch it. You you weren't talking about tooting or passing gas. You actually talked about, is it normal to fart when you run? Yeah. Well, that's who I am. (laughs) It was great. And well, but you know, anybody else might have been too shy to ask a question like that and figured, oh, it's just me. It's just me. I'm the secret farter. I'm the only one that farts when I run and hopefully nobody will find out. And you put it out there in front of the entire internet, which I thought was very, very brave (laughs) and, and very endearing and also kind of funny. (laughs) And so, you know, truly, if it hadn't been for you putting that question out and a couple other folks, including Nora, writing messages where they're just hungry for information about this sport and not not the typical stuff about how fast should I run or what kind of shoes should I buy, but about the experience where you said earlier that there's so many things that you just wonder about, you don't know about and things you don't even know that you don't know about. And that's the one you chose to put out in front of the whole world. (laughs) And what did I tell you? Do you remember? I think that you said um, that it was normal and that nobody would think anything about it. And so I I don't know that you said, let it rip, but in my mind, I like to hope that you just said, let it rip. (laughs) That's pretty much the case. I mean, you got to let it rip. What's your other choice? You hold it in, you might explode. That's, that's no good either. Well, and if I had only known that that was the tip of the iceberg at that point too, because sometimes it's not just uh, wind knocking at the door there. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And at that point, I hadn't experienced that yet, or that may have been the question that you got. So maybe let's just be thankful that at that point, it was just farting. <laughs> well, I think uh, any anytime there's anytime there's a, a little pressure down there, I am thankful anytime it's just a fart, especially when I'm four miles from home and I'm wearing the only clothing I have with me. So. <laughs> Yeah. Yes. Now, new right? runners, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. This is not reason to knock out there and run. Ah, this is very common. It's it's nothing to be concerned about. It's just your body doing what your body does and doing it at a higher rate of speed because you're out there working hard. Your heart's pumping. Your lungs are you're going. So everything's going. Everybody everybody does this. So everybody it's, poops. It's true. Everybody poops. Everybody farts. And you know, once you get into the running community, you you'll find not only is it not embarrassing, it's a topic of discussion amongst runners. I I can think of many times I've gone out for runs with a running buddy and we've spent 15 20 minutes just talking about bodily functions as if we were talking about movies we saw over the weekend Mm -hmm. it's not a big deal it's not that big a deal so after that first 5k like what became your running goals did you make bigger plans for bigger races tell me a little bit about what happened after that um after that i i really wasn't sure what to do like i can remember on the way back to the car after that race, my friend Josh was talking about he would probably run a little bit later and maybe get in six miles. And I can remember thinking, my God, six miles. Like we just did three. I can't imagine. I'd never, there's no way I could ever do six. Like this was a good 20 minutes later and I was already like coming back down to earth. Like maybe I can't do everything. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I mean, I kind of just stayed with that 5k ideal for a little bit. And then a few months later, I was like watching people on the page that people were talking about like doing half marathons. And I was like, that would be cool to say that I've done a half marathon. So maybe I'll do that. (laughs) So I decided in like February of the next year to do the Columbus half marathon in October. And in the meantime, had found a 10K also in Columbus that I did in June. So that was kind of where I went from there as far as running. That means you actually went from six miles, that's crazy, to 13, let's do it. Right. (laughs) Talk a little bit about the progression there in your head. How did you get from six miles, that's crazy, to 13, sure, let's do that? I think it was 100% the Fat to Finish Line group. Watching people on there talk about the races that they were doing and the goals that they were setting for themselves and I was like, well, again, that, that whole, well, if these people can do it, maybe I can too. Why not? Let's try it. And and of course I have an amazing husband who I say these crazy things and he's like, yeah, you can do that. Go ahead. Like, (laughs) oh, that is so important too. Having a support system right there in your house. That's wonderful. What's awesome is just being in the group and watching each other really reach these milestones and cross these finish lines. Many of us, myself included, crossed finish lines that we never thought possible through the help of the tribe and with the support of the From Fat to Finish Line group. And one of the things that really stands out for me in my memory is actually, and you know, we ran the half marathon in Dublin Mm -hmm. together and Ragnar's, but I remember when you ran your first marathon and I'd love for you to tell us a little bit about that experience because it was a big day for a lot of us and from fat to finish line because we had 
felt like we were on that journey with you. We had supported mm-hmm. you through your training. I can still remember seeing your outfit and some of your race photos and mm-hmm. one moment in particular where you actually went live from the marathon. So could you tell me a little bit about that experience of getting to the actual marathon 26 26- point two level and how the tribe maybe helped you a little bit there? Uh, that was quite the experience. So by that point, I had run a couple half marathons and had said out loud several times, there's no way I'll ever do more. But there is something about seeing other people accomplish their goals that makes me want to do the same things. And so I would secretly have these thoughts like, how cool would it be to like have that marathon medal? And like, I can say for the rest of my life that I've, you know, ran a marathon. So I was upstairs one day and it just occurred to me like, Hey, I wonder when there is a marathon somewhere when I don't have to work. (laughs) And so I happened to be looking and there was a marathon in Florida the Sunday after Thanksgiving This was probably maybe February or March. And my husband was going to be off that entire time around Thanksgiving. And my grandparents live in Florida. And I was like, this just seems like it's meant to be. And so like I talked to him and I just signed up for it. I think maybe Rick, that's when I contacted you and was like, "Uh, (laughs) can you help me? (laughs) Yeah. Well, maybe I'm in over my head here. (laughs) Mm hmm. Well, I think every first timer signing up feels that way. I I will share very briefly when I signed up for my first marathon. This is back when you still had to do it on a sheet of paper as opposed to filling out something on a website. My hands were shaking bad enough that I had a hard time filling out the form. I was that freaked (laughs) out about it. So I I completely understand what you're saying. And uh, yeah, I do remember a little of that conversation where you reached out. What, What stands out to you about that? Um, feeling like a complete idiot. <laughs> like, <laughs> we all feel like that. <laughs> I still feel like that. To, me just too. tell me what to do. <laughs> uh-huh. And so I got signed up for it and I talked to you. We had a game plan of what we were going to do. And I don't think there was a training run I did where I wasn't just nervous out of my mind that I wasn't going to be able to do this. And after every run post in the community and talk about my runs or any doubts I was having and everybody's so supportive. And so I get down to Florida and I had been sick like five days prior to the marathon. And I thought, Oh great. Like just let's add one more thing. I'm already nervous. Now I've been sick and can't hardly breathe. And now I'm going to go try to run 26 miles. Great. (laughs) Great idea. (laughs) And the night before I probably could have vomited several times, Um, but I had my outfit all picked out and I took the flat picture, right? Because that's what you're Mm -hmm. supposed to do and like, you know, pumping myself up and I'm, you know, like worried about all these little piddly things. Like, how am I going to make sure I take a poop in the morning before I have to go? (laughs) And like, (laughs) hashtag runners um, problems. Yeah, right. It was like all of these little things. How am I going to get there? Because the hotel we were staying at was a few miles away. What am I going to eat in the morning? What am I going to take in my belt? Like all of those things were just like in my mind. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? What am I going to do? So there was another tribe member who's from Florida who was running the race also. And um, she's like, I'll pick you up at the hotel. And like, you can just ride over with me. And I was like, great. Like, that sounds awesome. That's so much better than riding a shuttle. So the half marathon started before the marathon of this one. And so... 
when we parked, we were on the other side of the race from where the bag check-in was and you couldn't get through the half marathon people (laughs) to get to the bag check-in. So like that threw me completely off my game and I was a nervous wreck because I had all this stuff in my bag that I was going to check. How much time did you spend in the porta potty uh, before the gun went off? I think I went to the porta potty like three times Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, because it's those like, well, well, I'm just standing here. Maybe I should just get right back in line and go again and Mm -hmm. like empty everything out. So yeah, a lot of time. And I would rather (laughs) spend, I would rather spend a lot of time beforehand than (laughs) during or after, because that's when they really get gross. (laughs) You know, in the morning before the race, the port are nice and fresh. Sure. Yeah, they nice smell good. Mm-hmm. Afterward, it's a shit show, literally. <laughs> literally. So, yeah, I hit the porta potty a bunch of times. The half marathon started, and so I was able to get over and like find a spot on the road. It was the um, Space Coast Marathon. So, they had like, it's all like space themed, and they had this like video showing on this ginormous screen before they started the race. I was getting teary eyed, believe it or not. Sure. Because I, I cry, Sarah. I cry, I cry yeah. all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, <shocked> Sarah. <laughs> so I'm like, I'm like already like getting teary eyed. Like, I can't believe I'm doing this. And we started and I'm, I felt great at about mile seven. My husband and kids came out and they were there, which that doesn't happen very often just because, you know, when you have kids, the way John supports me is by keeping the kids while I go do stuff. I felt great. I felt great for it. It was a, it was an out and back. And then you went like the other way out and back at mile 13, you could make the decision to turn and go to the finish line and get a half marathon medal and just be done. Or, or you, you could keep going. And so I kind of hated that they gave you that decision. Yeah. (laughs) So I I had for like a quarter mile before I'm like, okay, this, this is coming up. Like I just talking myself into, you are not turning, you are not turning, you are not turning. And so I get there and I didn't turn. Yeah. Right there. It's just another wonderful example of mental toughness. I hate it when they give you that option too, in a marathon course, but it is a a real decision point where you're going to decide who you're going to be that day. And Mm -hmm. mental, mental toughness is the name of the game there. And you had it. Yeah. You had it that day. Well, I kept telling myself, I didn't come this far for a half marathon. And so I went the like tracking thing for the race had where like people could push you messages through mm-hmm. your headphones. Mm-hmm. And so I would get those. So I knew people were following me. And then um, mile like 20, my back was really starting to hurt and my legs were really starting to hurt. And I had a little bit of a breakdown. I didn't have anybody else around me at that point. So I went to the group. I went live. I still don't know if I would want to pull that up and watch it because it was a tough moment. Bald like a baby on there. I don't know if I can do this. This is a beautiful course, but I don't, I, I'm in so much pain and I don't think I can make it kind of, kind mm-hmm. of conversation that I had with the tribe. Everybody was, oh, always, always everybody is so supportive. And so I think I made some kind of statement if I, if I remember of, if it wasn't for all of you. And I know that you're following me. And so I think I made the comment, like the fact that I know you are all following me and that you are all in my corner 
is what is like giving me power to keep going. Um, That was amazing. Your vulnerability and sharing in that group, I think it was, you know, something that you needed, but I think it's something that we all needed too, because we all go through those moments, right? It was, it was, that's maybe one of the toughest moments ever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It was, it was really hard. I mean, to be in, like, I really was in pain. (laughs) I know. And um, to just know, like, I have to push through it. So bring us home, Sarah. Anyways, eventually, though, I made it past the uh, point of no return. So, like, they couldn't sweep me (laughs) off the course after so many miles. And then I had police escort the last, like, three miles because I was at the the tail end of the race. But I made it, and I I was elated. And then immediately told John, if I ever talk about doing this again, punch me in the face. (laughs) But but I am so proud of myself. (laughs) Oh, yes. And you get to call yourself a marathoner for the rest of your life. And that's that's just awesome. And, you know, we've had a lot of really, like I said before, exciting moments together, lots of finish lines and Ragnars. And I'd love to talk about that, but we're probably getting a little long on time. So I wanted to just talk to you for a second. We could talk all day. Imagine that. Imagine that. I wanted to talk to you a little bit about your Instagram because you have a very interesting handle name on that. And also the fact that you've gone on to be a running ambassador. So tell us a little bit about that. First of all, tell everybody what's your name on instagram so people can find you okay so my instagram handle is fat runner ward w-a-r-d which is my last name i've always just wanted to put out there that i run i do you know athletic things even though i'm fat and i'm going to keep doing things no matter what size i am that's awesome and i know like now you're also doing crossfit which is something that you've really uh been accomplished that you're like i mentioned a running ambassador you're a very big part of from fat to finish line and supporting others in their journey i think one of the experiences that you had that was really memorable for me as someone who's a part of the from fat to finish line group and a co-founder is that uh race we got to run together with one of the newer members nikki at the time uh for her 10k and if you want to just share that experience i think that really goes to show like you know at one point you needed to be uplifted by the from fat to finish line team during your marathon and i i think you gave back beautifully to nikki in this uh 10k so um what was that vegas vegas yeah it was the las vegas meetup that we 17. Yep. And for everybody out there, we meet up in Las Vegas every November as an entire team. They've got all kinds of races. And we had a a tribe member, Nikki, who was kind of scared and doing her first 10K and freaking out. So Sarah Mm. said, you know what, I'll I'll run this with you. And I don't even think that her and I had we'd never had a conversation. It it was truly like a complete stranger who put herself out there and said, I'm signed up for this 10K and I don't think that I can do it. And the whole point of the tribe is that, yeah, you can like, and we're going to be here for you. And so I said, let's do it. I'll totally run it with you. I'll stay with you the whole time. And it was, that was kind of, I felt like my pay it forward moment because as somebody who's a little slower, I don't feel like I get that opportunity very often because even newer people are a lot of times faster than I am. So I, you know, I felt like this is, this is my moment to pay forward that kindness that's been shown to me all of these years. And so we did that 10 K together in Vegas. And that was one of my all time favorite races for sure. Not because it was in Vegas, not because of anything other than the company. 
we got to know each other very well. We talked about our fears and our feelings and like, it was a very almost therapeutic race. It was truly a great bonding experience to like be around somebody who felt very vulnerable about the position they were putting themselves in and to be that cheerleader for that person. And I have to think that uh, you must have at some point been thinking about the story you told us earlier that you had that friend who came with you out to your first 5K when you were the new person. Absolutely. Love the whole pay it forward thing. This is one of my biggest points of pride with our community, this idea that we're here to pay it forward. And we do have a tagline that's not just a tagline, never run alone again. With a group this size who are out there to pay it forward, this isn't something you have to worry about. There's plenty of other things to worry about when it comes to distance races, but doing it by yourself is not one of them. Sarah is a perfect example of that right there. Mm -hmm. That's a wonderful story, Sarah. Thank you. And that's another thing I love about the group is that like Nikki and I are great friends now. And that all came from that one shared experience. I always say there's only one thing better than crossing the finish line. It's crossing the finish line with a friend. All right. We are going to wrap it up, Sarah. Uh, Thank you so much for being our first guest (laughs) on our podcast. Thank you for having me. First ever guest. Woohoo. Round of applause. And uh, (laughs) we we could talk to you all night. There's so many stories. And we're so grateful that you've been such an amazing part of our tribe. And I'm so personally grateful for your friendship. And we are just thrilled that you were able to join us today. So thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. All right. So with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks, everybody, for listening to this episode of Running With From Fat to Finish Line. Once again, I'm Coach Rick. And I'm uh, Jen. Did you forget who you were there for just a second? I'm just Jen. I'm not coach anything. I'm just, hi, I'm Jen. Okay. You know what? We're going to wrap it up there before things get too silly. Run strong, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Running With From Fat to Finish Line. If you haven't seen the documentary, watch it now on iTunes, Amazon Prime, or your favorite streaming service. Join our tribe at Facebook.com forward slash that to finish and if you're interested in starting your own running journey download our free run your first mile program at www.thattofinish.com forward slash trains